You're now listening to the Open Africa podcast with Laulu, Nosa, and Furo. On this episode of the Open Africa podcast, we will be discussing the state of the industry. <laughs> That's what we are discussing today yes. because you people have been have been naughty. Well, and listeners have been asking yes to hear people us. that are very invested in getting us sacked have been asking please i just need to remind people that i have an employer and i cannot say all the things i want to say otherwise i will not have work by the next monday please i believe you have employers i'm just putting it out there okay all right now to get started mr nusa how can i help you what do you talk about? <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Just pass the ball very <laughs> Since you are very passionate, yes. <laughs> lead the way. Lead the way. Which one should I start with? State of the Actually, let's, let's start lights. Okay. Start lights, because this will be a very heavy episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Money Kudi, point and Kudi. Kudi is now number. Yes. Uh, I'd now pivoted into business banking. At the same time, Money Point, which is which was Team Apps um, agency banking product, is now being now turned into a business banking solution. Both very interesting. I mean, can I just say that overnight the the two of them have more customers than them. Brass. And Brass. And prosper, prosper very yes, likely that's that's just true i think this was always going to be the natural end state for both of those businesses um, yeah so on that i think what is, what has happened is that brass and prosper they might actually be targeting different segments so brass and Pro- prosper are building for your typical like instagram type businesses um mm. Yeah, wait, hold on, hold on. Instagram type businesses, businesses that would also typically use like Flutter Wave and Paystack storefront mm-hmm. features versus team apps and uh, number. number that are building for your standard on the streets vendor, agent, partner type business. From what I know about number, those are not the only people they are building yeah, they for. They are targeting the same example. They are targeting the sa- in same. Fact, example in fact, in numbers case, they are looking at an ecosystem play like the entire value chain of business people from like the instagram store flutterway store having people to the booker woman on the on the road that everybody is in their roadmap it's a it's a very interesting roadmap. Same, same thing money points same thing Ope has been doing quietly mm-hmm. um if you're on road you've probably seen more Ope POSs. Yeah. Not at agents, but at actual shops. Yes. A mom and pop shop in my area in Bagada. It was a tiny POS terminal. It looked like one of those small calculators that you would find in um, binders. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a terminal. And she initiated the payments from her phone. And then I inserted my card. It was it was very interesting. So, yes, no, so I've, I've seen that happen. So I think the advantage these guys have is that they have the muscle built from their extensive ground game recruiting Yeah, agents. the network, they have it. They have a network. Like, for instance, Money Point, 
you can do card pickups at any money point agent so they have the distribution that is dope um already on ground uh if you if you're, if you're even talking about lending prosper hasn't official i don't know if they, they have a lending product yet um brass their lending product is still in beta it's like invoice discounting yeah I, I need to log back in and see what they're up to. Yeah. My just this is very random. My fire for like trying fintech solutions has died. I, I think I need I need interns to, to test solutions <laughs> for <laughs> you because <laughs> I'm everywhere. <laughs> this is like this is new work for Pelumi and perhaps because I literally all of them send emails and it's very annoying. This person from here. This I'm like yo yo yo. Oh, wow, they really cold reach out to you. Eh? Wow, no one of them sends it to me. I'm the one that's gonna find it. You always unsubscribe from up those things now. Don't you use Stoop for all your? Yeah, I use Stoop to manage my subscription, but I check my Stoop every time. But yeah, um, so I think it's it's an interesting pivot. It's a pivot <laughs> that I expected a long time ago because I think with agency banking. Eventually, with all these businesses, um, the more you realize it is that the money is in is in core banking activity, which is lending. Yeah. And somehow, somehow, no matter how you dice it and slice it, you will come back to lending. You so know, it's now the wedge that used to bring people in before you change face that matters. Yeah. You know this thing that you said about like the core banking activities that's where the money is and then you started with lending i just realized that we've not even gotten to the wave of fintechs making money off treasury activities i know like obviously you where, need a, where, where a, they, a commercial banking license now where would they be doing treasury no but you guys now that's your roadmap i, I mean people fintechs which which treasury they be doing Oh, they will trade now. They will trade, trade what? <laughs> Who has the experience? <laughs> Do they even know this is a line? I mean, no, no, no shade, but the only people that know that treasury is is a is a big business. Oh are people, even, I'm, even bankers, people that come out and say I'm a banker on Twitter, they don't even know that that's where they are. That's where your that's where they are. That's where your bonus, from. From. That's where your bonus is coming from. Mm-hmm. Now, nah, but it's it's at most people don't know. Last, last. Most people don't know why Treasury has the biggest bonuses in every bank. It's very unseen, unknown. It's not a sexy business. This is uh yeah. You need to get to international payments, lending, and treasury. I can bet you, you start eating. I can food. I can bet you ninety five percent of fintechs, digital banks, or anyone that's doing banking adjacent activity. Doesn't have a treasury, like they don't have treasury department. Mm. Yeah, because at this point in time, there's the interchange is still the main driver of of revenue. They don't have those lines yet. And interchange is not a lot, so it's. I mean, Nigeria, it's not when people see when I hear inter, in, it's not as sexy as it is in America, where there's like Durban amendment that has higher interchange for smaller banks. In Nigeria, everybody's interchange is capped. CBN has put ceiling on how much you can Yeah, so you must drive velocity to, exactly. to, to boost it up. And to, to get that velocity, you have to be back. Yeah. You have to be a toxic boss. <laughs> you have to be a toxic boss. Which is boss. a good segue. 
<laughs> you need to flog people to deliver numbers. Mm. If you ever wonder why Nigerian banks are so toxic, it's because they need that velocity. Like they need people transacting, they need customers, they need cheap funds. It's like cocaine. They need, <laughs> they need that. <laughs> they need cheap funds. And so they will flog everybody to this deliver is why numbers. When I was working in the bank, when I did my branch stint, my branch manager said that she doesn't want to see anybody in the branch. That like, she comes, that we should be able to open an account. Uh, it's not just it's everywhere. In fact, when 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 I remember when I was when I was a graduate trainee and I was in the branch, what would happen is maybe somebody that said, Oh, Zona Zona, whatever, operation manager, whoever, Zona manager is coming. All the irons ghosts from the branch. Yes, now because how do you convince that guy that you are working if he can see you inside the branch? They just attacker. And you are not in a client's office. They don't know where they are going. Yeah, just attacker. I think I think there was one time I took I took the guys in my house to, to my took the guys in my branch to my house, and we started opening accounts for all the guys like all the security men because yeah. you know Northerners usually have voters cards, so that's tier three account. Yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> Yeah, I've okay. gone. I've gone to. I've gone to my circle of friends before when I did my own branch stint. To from Magodo to Ikeja, I was just traveling around Lagos. Who used to do Premier League table for branches? Is it was it every day or every Friday? You send the, the, all the branches and how many accounts they've opened. Yes, as you rank them. <laughs> First day, the money you get it. If your branch is last. Oh, yeah, the bottom half. Just the branch manager. The branch manager is because you know branch manager doesn't come early. They come like nine. So she'll probably see that email like inside her car. She's just steaming. Her driver is driving. Maybe there's traffic. And she now comes and she sees you inside the office. Okay. And not in your client's office. Okay. Like what are you doing here? Yeah, and then I also used to do like my branch cabal. So for each RM, I would analyze your cabal. So your your active customers, your inactive. Oh please, customers. when she says cabal, like she means portfolio of of clients. Yes, yes. No current, current account balance? balances. Yeah. yeah. So your cabal and then your loans, um, and then so we know the productive RMs, we know the unproductive ah. RMs. Like ah, in my imagine branch, see the language she's even using. Eh. Productive, unproductive, productive or unproductive. It is very it very is. toxic. Look, okay, I can tell you what's it called. I remember. Now that I'm on the other side, we wanted to move money from I can't remember which bank. I wanted to, wanted to wanted to increase our NIP collateral, so we needed to move like I think a billion or two billion or something to another bank. You see, the our iron was begging me. I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> two billion, depending on that guy's um that's sector. That's that's a promotion conversation <laughs> that you guys have done to that guy. She has gone. She has gotten job at another bank. Of the promise that she'll bring us to that bank. Yeah. So no, literally, that is what sales people. This, this, do. Is, this, this, is, this is the same Aramo. She was she was at another bank when I was moving this morning. Then when she joined this new bank, uh, she said, ah, "I've promised them. I told them that I'll bring you guys." No, so please don't shame me. <laughs> They're no. laughing at me now. I was like, I don't understand. I didn't agree anything with you. If you had told me beforehand, <laughs> if you had told me beforehand that you're resigning and you've gotten this new job. On yeah. the premise that you're going to bring Kuda as a customer. No, literally, that's what sales guys do. Yes. And they will come in and leverage their relationships across all those banks. When, you know when you're guys with all the financial controllers? You're just recycling. Finance. You're recycling yeah. the same customers. It's yeah. wild. Anyways. Anyway, this toxicity 
that we're all used to is also the toxicity that's been passed down in you know in our startups because you know the leaders of these startups came from somewhere came from somewhere <laughs> what is to give them targets in a certain in a certain what's it called there's a certain startup that has been in the news redacted future laulu editing here um so we've found out while editing this episode that some of our information wasn't fully up to date and we expect some more information on the topic to emerge in the coming days and so we've decided to wait and not really get into it right now um we apologize for this breaking transmission but we promise you a proper episode on this um thanks and yeah back to the episode at this point, I feel the need to add that we are not saying we're in support of no, no, those we're not allegations. I think, we're not in I think it's contextualizing things, yeah. right? Because I think what has happened in the tech ecosystem is I don't know why people feel like because you're raising venture capital, you're yeah, saint, and the ecosystem is saintly. Do you get what I mean? I think that I understand yeah. the sentiment of holding us like holding the ecosystem to higher standards. I fully understand that statement, like that sentiment. But I, think I that don't. Me, I don't. Too. Me, I don't understand. Is the ecosystem not in Nigeria? Do you get it? Country. <laughs> and I, and I, I, in a group that I mean, sorry to cut you off, Benjamin Dada said something that I totally agree with. Um, I just forgot to respond to that thing where he was suggesting that we we are infantilizing or what's the word? Mm. Like we're treating the the ecosystem like it's, it's not a business. Like it's ecosystem. not a. It's not a. It's not made up of different business owners who have different motivations and are doing business how they deem fit. This this ecosystem is is not it's not your father's business. It's a collection of different people. And until you see it that way, I, I, you keep on dropping all these hot takes about. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I just want everybody to know that Paystack is the exception, not you. Everybody's not like Paystack. Yeah, I, see the reality. I'm sure. And the reason why everybody's not like hard to be like Pista. it's very hard to be like Pista. because they have to closely manage that culture with the people that they bring in. They also need to like be like consciously enforce it every day. Otherwise, Nigerian nets will take over. Even Nigerian banks that go and open in other countries, yeah, when they go to those other countries. They fix up the because the, the culture they will not accept your rubbish. I know, yeah. like one of my my past life, somebody that I worked with, he was working in the Nigerian business. When he went to the other country, he was trying to do meeting at six o'clock. The office, all his subordinates got up and left. Like, are you joking? So yeah. yeah. <laughs> you so joking? again, no, not in support of that Nigerian toxic workplace culture, but just saying that we should not be as shocked. I think the conversation has to be more around how we remedy some of these things, especially exactly. for companies who, As who you expect to be a bit more forward-thinking. Yeah. In my team at work, we try to do, we've been trying to do like this flat-type structure. Um, structure. Furu is hard. Yep. Kuda has been very flat, maybe until the last 12 months that you can see hierarchy starting to form. And even in some departments, you don't even notice the hierarchy. But the thing with flat structures is it's good when you're small. Mm. When you're big, you need structure. You need structure. Because it's very hard to do accountability. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to do 
in fact, people growing because people want to see they can, how they can, can I rise? How they can yeah. rise. They want to see the different steps. Yeah. And if you come and say, oh, we are all the same. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, I mean, so so the thing is that as much as you talk about toxic bosses, I know that me, I think when I was younger in my career, Musa, me and you, I think I was a toxic employee because when you were doing flat structure, our guy was, was AGM, I mean, DGM. Oh, yes, yes, his exactly. Tax, his, exactly. Tax, his tax for his, the year was, was our annual salary. Exactly. <laughs> and we were doing flat structure with this man and we were sending him email. And I remember we used to, me and him, we used to fight every day. <laughs> every day. I would be in the office fighting. And it's, it's not that I guess I'm older. I'm like, man, I can see where he was coming from. This man was an AGM. I mean, he was, yes, he was an AGM. AGM. And we were all like BOs, ABOs. We ABOs, actually. ABOs. So they were like assistant banking officers. They, they were like, we're, we're like, like tell us who the branch manager like, type. One, one level above the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and this man was like, it was like three two levels or three steps, three steps to to being chief executive. Yeah, to being CEO, exactly. And he was like our team lead. <laughs> and all of us. <laughs> so every day we tell you, can't you see what all these other bags are doing? What are we doing here? <laughs> I can tell that it was very awkward for him because me, I just expected this guy. Yeah, come in and grind with us, man. Because <laughs> flash we are flash structure. We are all grinding. Yeah. I'm a flat structure, it's not easy. You need to swallow your pride. <laughs> and then you also need to strike a balance as well. Because if you get the culture wrong and you bring in people who expect to be hierarchy into a flat structure, they will, those, they will those take the scatter piss. everything. They will take the piss. Which is why I feel like sometimes some managers just err on the side of being aggressive non-stop. So even when it's not necessary, they are still aggressive because in their head, nothing gets done if I don't... If you you don't, have to push it. You have to force the issue. Yeah. If your foot is not on the pedal. I said there was a time that when Furu and I used to work together, there was a year that I feel like our manager kind of expected us to find and run our own project. Our own project. And there were people in the team that were just... They didn't understand they it. They didn't get it. <laughs> just, okay, so what do I do next? <laughs> So, so whenever you're doing innovative styles of so running a team or or being flat like that, you also need to find a way to to balance it. So this year I've taken on another team, mm. uh, and it's every every time it's a very interesting look at how my core team or my previous main team how they work versus how this new team work. It's like. I'm always on, and it's, for my old guys, they too by default it was their first jobs, everything. So they, they just see this like culture forms. Mm-hmm. They just became always on. Mm-hmm. Now this new team, they're not really always on. So we have been, we have had like a culture clash, <laughs> and it's not like it's not like a thing where I say you guys have to be always on. It was just your expectation i used to work i used to work late in fact i always work late no sir not just work late no sir i think i I, like i worked to see yeah it was a thing where initially me i would like have cut off yeah but then we'll literally be driving home together email will drop no sir i'll say hey i need to respond i'm just like bro i'll pack in my house before (laughs) you pick up your car and no sir open laptop and i'm just like What's so, going on? Yeah. so that's just how I've been. Me too. I've sent, a couple, I've sent a couple of 1 a.m. type emails. My initial direct report, we didn't even have a conversation. It was just, they started slacking me at night. 
because he's like, ah, he's around. <laughs> and we just understood. But now like I have like this new team, he's like, ah, what is this guy? What is this one doing? Why is he messaging us at night? Yeah. So I can see how it can be can be a toxic thing. Yeah. I can yeah. get it, but it's interesting being on the other side now. Yeah. I think what I try to do with those my late night emails is that I always preface it by saying you don't have to respond to this tonight. Because I've also As seen many times. Yeah, that's what I do now. I schedule. Sorry, like I schedule Can slack. I schedule on this phone? Like I schedule slack. I schedule slack messages. Yeah. They have to look like I'm everywhere at the same time I'm because I sent like fifty at nine a.m. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do slack in my own place. You get Microsoft Teams and that's it. Yeah. Teams and Outlook. No, I schedule for me. I schedule all my emails. Um, and it's something that I've done since like my previous job. Um, but I think something interesting that we do where I currently am is like everybody has like a how I work one pager. So like if you're in a team with people, you know how they prefer to work, like their with their productive hours. Even their... my Nigerian chest is doing that will at least be progressive. What's my business with how you walk? You know, yeah. my friend, will you respond to my email? You know what, what is giving me is <laughs> now that as a manager of people, it feels like I understand how football managers are. Like maybe we are, you are like a football manager, you are good when you are in your younger years. Yeah, because the players you are hot younger, shots. Hot yeah. shots. They now come and you have not met mature players that don't want to hear what they understand. Hmm. <laughs> How do we navigate this? Yeah. Do I? Do I? <laughs> carrot or stick? Carrot or stick? Or carrot and stick? You know, this is a bit segue. Now I get why Van Gaal loved young players. Yeah. Because they didn't know anything. They used to hear what? They used to hear what? <laughs> when you are telling Valencia <laughs> to track back. I look at this guy. Why are you? Why are you in the midfield? <laughs> This is too much of a segue. We so actually segued to. I'll recenter it back to big to redacted. Our redacted a big company, an establishment, etc. etc. Let's flip it to our next establishment companies that has done something. MTN has mm. finally gotten their mobile money license, and everybody in that space is sweating. I mean, it's valid, but I also think some of the takes are just. Excessive. Excessive. Everybody's calling hmm. mobile money. One, it's not mobile money. Just because they called it Momo Payment Service Bank does not mean it's Momo. It is bank. Someone, I saw someone say, oh, the transfers will be more reliable, the uptime value. They're all on NIP, my dear. I use, people are saying that. <laughs> my dear, Payment Service Bank are all on NIP. Even 9PSB2, numbers. <laughs> When nibs off, <laughs> when we are all screwed. <laughs> we are all, off. all of us together. And I feel like because they are just overinflating this mobile money thing, we are not even gauging the true the true value in uh, like the true things MTN is going to do. One, they have this they have distribution unlock. So they can simply they have give or take, they have more branches than everybody for the most part because they have distribution unlock. That is the advantage, that's the edge they have. The edge they have is not that is mobile money and because I don't think people, when people see more money and say, oh, mobile money has been successful in other African, in other African countries. And then they just extrapolate, extrapolate it like that. It. This market is it's kind of different. I've been, I've been in plenty of mobile money countries in the last six months. Well, not plenty. I've done two. I'm going to a third one next week. But the common thing is that 
these guys, you can only do um, what's it called? Banks were the only thing. Banks didn't have big branch networks. Mm-hmm. You can only pay cash in, like it was doing cash every societies. You can only pay cash in into a bank, and they were not accessible. So when mobile money came and all the different telco kiosks became places where you could deposit money, mobile money took off because you could just turn your cash to that to the kiosk guy to the agent, basically agency banking. Give the yeah. guy the cash, he credits your line. I can pay people. So it just became the default thing. For yeah. well, even for people that are financially included, it just makes more sense having a mobile money account to pay your housekeeper, pay people on the side, blah blah blah. That's why it became dominant. Now, Nigeria was in this position some years ago. But our CBN made, I don't know if it's wise or if it's not wise, made the decision to say, why not align telcos inside this thing? Yeah. <laughs> and by not aligning telcos inside for so long, they allowed the banks build up, build the resilience. Then we got NIP, instant transfers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> then banks started building ATMs all over the place. Because in other countries, they don't have ATMs like that. Banks are building branches all over the place. Then agency banking took off. Then all this POS business, Kikudi and Co, OP and Co came. It's now after all of that has established. Now you are so, now releasing. Hey, telco, you can come in. You know the interesting <laughs> thing is, I kind of feel like our first episode about this Momo thing. I was trying to make this argument about the potential impact. Like, not saying that they are not going to come in and eat. It's just the extent, the extent of that eating that I've never like agreed thinking. with. It's not even because I work. My boss asked me to do an analysis of like the market and what the potential. That's not my core work, but you know that's how these companies are. Sometimes you step out of your comfort zone. In any case, I was looking at everything and I did the analysis of what happens if like the channels that the central bank will allow them play. What happens if they eat seventy five percent of our business, fifty percent of our business, twenty five percent of our business? Hmm? It's not going to affect that much. It doesn't. Because the way it they doesn't. Sh- the I look way, I used the previous two the way, years the way the CBN has structured like, this licensing nah, thing. These guys are not doing anything to us. Either by design or not by design, they have gauged it up. They are the commercial banks. You can be everywhere. Yeah. You can learn. And and they are closely monitoring every single thing you do. But so you cannot you be up. you cannot be a switch. Yes, it cannot be pierced because that's too much power. That's too much power. So <laughs> that's you can so that's switch. How, you can't central bank exactly. That's I not mean, how you can't commercial that's bank. That's not how they checkmate them. If you are now a switch like Intel switch, you cannot hold balances. Correct. That's how because that's also too much power. That's also too much power. This thing is carefully so, crafted so by the Central Bank of Nigeria. Microfinance Bank. Even this one that all of us knew. A lot of freedom, in. not a lot, a lot of, of power. A lot of freedom, but you cannot leave your area. <laughs> You can lend your transaction limits are capped 500k max lending, one million limits. exactly. You cannot do more than that now. Payment service bank. Oh, you guys want to call? You can't hold you can dollar deposits. You can't, you can't lend, you can't do dollar deposits, you can't, you can't do, do treasury. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's a very intentional check out. But when, when you're crafting this regulation, I know the funny thing is that you complimenting CBN <laughs> Loki. Loki, yes, Loki. Is that yes, you, yeah, because. And the thing is that eventually, or not eventually, all of us have the same KYC, same KYC standards. Centralized KYC will become a thing. Yeah, like the same KYC standards to follow. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a thing where in all those countries where you could flip on and give somebody a mobile money account because they are they are what's it called because they have a 
sell sell number with you. You cannot do that. You need BVN. Yeah. And who can give you BVN? Bank. Banks. So now the only way MTN can ramp up this distribution is by turning their agents into into BVN centers too. And as soon as you turn it into BVN centers and everybody has BVN. Then me, the Kuda in Lagos, <laughs> can also sell to your customer because you have told the me moment they have BVN of, of bringing them you've, in. You've brought them in. You brought them in. It's fair game for everybody. It's fair game for everybody. So it's like, but I guess they're keeping the spirit of competition yes. alive, which yeah. is very important. They, they are preventing monopolies from from appearing in this in the financial in the, services space. Yeah, yeah. You can you alone cannot eat everything because left if they didn't do that. Some names come to mind. Those guys will have seized everything. GTB would have finished us. What I didn't mention GTB. the name, but okay. Now I'm going to mention the name. GTB would have finished us. They would have eaten everything. If this one, it's not that they're allowing them to do hold code. I don't think most people remember. Lots of banks had insurance businesses. They had blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Then CBN came and said, no, you must divest from all your non-banking activity or go hold code structure. And then it was only like First Bank, FCMB and Stambik that agreed. Yeah. It's now these guys are getting themselves GTB and access and sterling and say, okay, they want to do whole code. Oh, cool. GTB is going back to get his old assets, investment, one and call. Mm-hmm. Because left to them, when, it was a, when, when banking was the Wild West, because as far as I'm concerned, any banking that was before Soludo, that thing was not banking. <laughs> <laughs> that someone can start Access Bank from under GTB's nose <laughs> inside the office. <laughs> That's the issue. Seriously, no comments. <laughs> Isn't that they started access bank? No comments. Herbert and Co. They started it while they were working in GTB. And I can't remember where it was said this one was like, oh, he was shocked that for large you had not know that that they were doing this access bank. Oh, wow. So that's what everyone was saying. Oh, um redacted. someone redacted stuff from access. It's like the way access started. The <laughs> way access started <laughs> inside. <laughs> <laughs> it's inside. In fact, I think there are multiple banks that started from inside GTB. So we should expect somebody else now to emerge from inside redacted. Inside redacted. In fact, they are already coming. <laughs> they will still announce. Oh so again, goodness. so it's one of those things. I feel like MTN is going to do a lot. But no doubt. We have overstated the importance. What they can do because People, I don't think people know that and Nine I think Mobile, many of those Nine Mobile has had PSB license for a full year. But Nine now. Mobile is not serious. Wait now, bro. You say this, but what is it that they've done that is not serious? Nine Mobile. They've gone. Do you they've know, recruited people now, from blue banks in across the country. They've poached. They've done the. They've done the whole playbook. They've done. They've done handshake. They've done integrations. They've done it all. Before, but my thing is that the reason I say Nine Mobile is not a serious business is because till today. I still have days when I have no service. I don't understand. You see, and what she's saying is sort of the same conversations that will happen with MTN. I have a lot of days ago, I don't have network on MTN. Like, Imagine if they are also holding my money. They also hold your money. I can't take them, so I can't take my money. I think, I think the benefit is maybe MTN, I think they might probably do they'll interconnect. You can move money between MTN in different countries. But with PAPS, you feel free with that. Cool. In fact, Echo Bank, you've been able to do this thing since. Yeah. I even feel like that, that business is overstated. I want to see the volume of trade, the volume I don't of think value. I don't think there's significant volume. Between all of us in this Afri- sub Saharan Africa, I, African I regions. The biggest, at least with Nigerian perspective, is probably going to be Cameroon. And Nigeria. Yeah. Inter inter African yeah. trade. I don't think people are sending money Nigeria, to Kenya. Nigeria, I, South Africa. Somebody should do that. Is big. 
the I don't know what the balance of that trade looks like, but if it is any if it is close to being balanced, someone should do it. Because look, I saw, I, I, I saw a tweet of someone's like, oh fintech, fintech, you can't do transfer to Tanzania and I was like, oh, sorry. What is Tanzania? Who is who is there inside Tanzania? You should, you should what start. are you paying for from Tanzania? Is who which family member is in Tanzania? That the people don't think. What is the value? That, those are the things that influence how people send money. What products are you bringing in? What are you going there to do? You know, do you have family members in school there? Are you going there for medical tourism? Because if do they call it? Because even if, if, if you get it well, then, it's the same thing with logistics. It's the same thing. That DHL has not done dedicated routes within Africa shows you because there's not enough traffic. Yeah. Shows you there's not enough trade. Business will go where the value where is. Where the value is. Business will find if it. If people wanted to move money significantly between Nigeria and Kenya, someone would have established that business. I think it was something, I, I think it was in design thinking. One of the design thinking courses that we did was like, if customers are not willing to pay, to solve a problem or willing to find a workaround, it's not worth it's not solving. Problem. Yeah, it's, it's not, not worth solving. Yeah, it's still why what's so called why moving money is still route it still goes through Swift, like it will go up to Europe, then come down and go because it does. There's nobody. There's not the demand is not enough to justify the engineering to make it happen. Yeah, but anyway, back to MTN. I think they'll do numbers. For but, sure. But I think your advance on the internet that tell you that mobile money is eating because there's because they stay in Ghana. They are not aware. <laughs> yeah. They are not aware of what's going on. I mean, I think that's and just this is a very maybe dodgy, shady, slightly shady point. I think that we all need to be careful when we speak about things and speak from a place of knowledge. Go and read it, read circulars, go and understand yeah. things properly don't just pontificate on twitter because we all have access to twitter like i don't know just for the record i don't claim to know everything that's going on in this industry yeah but if you don't see me talking about some things it's because i don't know enough to talk about it you see whenever people talk about venture capital and whatnot i know base terms but i don't get I don't it all because i'm not even i'm not a founder i don't raise funds i don't know what's going on there and I think people need to embrace that approach. It will spare you the embarrassment. If I, I think it's not that this year I made a commitment to avoid violence like that. Also because my employer will sack me if I'm fighting too much on the internet. No, this thing I was saying is something I saw it. I saw something on Twitter. So, but it wasn't like Nigerian Twitter. It was like America. And there was a guy that tweeted that he doesn't understand the value in cash app doing cash app pay. Like you can pay with cash app at terminals like. On square terminals, he doesn't understand. He it. doesn't understand the value. Like, how does it benefit cash app? How does it benefit the customer? And I was just looking at like, ah, this thing is obvious now. It means Square is the acquirer, issuer, and processor. They don't have to share money with anybody. And then, and I saw, I looked into it, and I saw the people like, yeah, I don't really get it. I was like, and this guy is, this guy is like a thought leader in the space. I was like, you don't understand. I was like, I guess maybe. But at least people... he was able to ask. Okay, you get what I yeah, mean? People, people need to stop talking about if you mm-hmm. know you don't have context. Ask. And always be wary of what bankers tell you. And I say this as somebody who works in a bank. <laughs> there are bankers and there are bank workers. They are not the same thing. Oh yeah. yeah. I feel the people that don't I, I feel like you shouldn't you shouldn't listen to anybody that doesn't work in head office first. That should be your first filter. 
Wow. If the person doesn't work in head office, anybody that doesn't work in head office does not know what's going on in their back. Can start from there. That's the place for you. Because everybody else is in sales. If you're not in the head, if yeah. you're not in head office, you're in sales or customer customer contact center. My guy that is a my guy that is a banker told me that banks banks used to they used to use all, they used to share all your money. That's why they they are sometimes they will have downtime and you cannot get stop it. <laughs> It's 2022. I beg you. I've been learning to restrain myself and not like respond to everything because it's not everybody you can teach. But if if you don't, this is just free advice. Yeah. Just, just stop don't it. take. Don't listen to any banker that doesn't work in head office. That's not a banker. That's just an employee. Sales. And bank workers too. Oftentimes they will not know what's going on. They don't even know. The guy works in a bank, but he works in marketing. His branding is doing. You will never know. He even marketing, does not know. marketing is not a head office. At least in our in our old stomping grounds, it's not a head office. So, I'm just saying, if you if you're not talking to the guys actually doing the work, I I'll never forget the day. Someone once argued with me on Twitter about the FX rate for a for a deal that I did on my desk. I was so shook that day. Like I talked about the rate and it's like nobody's getting the FX for that rate and I'm like, Chief, are you aware that my forward contract matured today to this effect and it was the CBN who issued it to us? Oh well. Because with this could even lead to another episode where we could talk about FX and why banks reduce their FX rate. Next well, episode. Yes. Till the next episode, yeah, I guys. I think that's something that should be explained. Definitely. To the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.